0: Cities aren't waiting any longer for the federal government to take on vital water infrastructure as they pursue ways to bolster their resiliency on their own. The cost of managing water and the management of cost are challenging both utilities and communities and Circle of Blue's senior reporter Brett Walton has been tracking the trends. He talks about his latest annual report on water pricing, including how cities are tackling the challenges and the emerging social dimension of rising water costs, all on this edition of Speaking of Water. This is Eileen Ray McCann for Circle of Blue, your host for Speaking of Water which today discusses our latest annual survey of water prices in 30 major U.S. cities. With me is the author of that story, Circle of Blue's senior reporter, Brett Walton. Welcome, Brett.
1: Hello, Eileen. Good to be
0: here. Brett, you've been following drinking water prices for nine years now through the experience of these 30 cities. Could you tell me a little bit about why you chose these cities and what they tell us? Initially, I picked...
1: 20 cities that were the 20 largest in the U.S. based on the 2010 census, and then picked 10 other regionally representative cities scattered around the country. Some of those largest cities are no longer the largest, but the 30 in the survey have remained the same since I first did in 2010. Every year I tracked the change in water prices for these cities, and what we're finding Uh, with this is that water prices and water rates are going up uh, every year. But for this year, it continues a declining rate of increase. Uh, So prices went up about in the 3% range uh, on average for these 30 cities. You know, each city is different, but the the aggregate uh, would be about a 3% increase. And that's the lowest uh, since I've been doing this survey since 2010. And We can get into some of the reasons for that later, but uh, one of the big takeaways from this is that the the rate of increase is slowing. Prices are still going up, but going up slower than they were.
0: It seems pretty clear that calculating water prices is a very complicated proposition. Cities
1: structure their water rates differently. Uh, Some cities have gone to an increasing block rate, where each gallon of water you use gets more expensive, kind of like the federal tax rate. Uh, your low, your first initial gallons are relatively inexpensive for essential use, and then as you get into more extraneous uses or uh, ornamental uses like lawns, then the, the price per gallon goes up. Uh, and that's done a good job in getting people to use less water. Um, one of the trends that uh, we're seeing not only this year, but in recent years is that um, on average cities are putting more of their uh, rate increases at the lower levels. And that could be just because they're raising the uh, fixed charge and we're getting into the weeds here on water bills, but usually there's a fixed charge that you pay every month, regardless of how much water is used. And then a, a volume charge uh, that fluctuates depending on how much water comes out of your tap. Um, and so cities as they're looking at their revenue, the more you put in the volume charge, the more guaranteed revenue you get. And so some have looked at kind of the instability in revenue because of drought and conservation and want to put more of their increase into that fixed charge. And that has the effect of increasing, uh, in a percentage terms, increasing the amount that you pay at lower levels Someone who uses 50 gallons is still going to have a lower water bill than someone who uses 100 gallons. It's just that, relatively speaking, things went up quicker at the lower level.
0: Various cities have various ways of pricing water to make sure that they can spread the cost over wherever they feel that is most beneficial to do so. If you were to step back and be able to compare those cities Who's paying less and who's paying more? Um,
1: The cities that had the largest increases were uh, largely clustered in California and Arizona. They're two states that are dealing with climate change and drought and kind of water supply uh, vulnerabilities that they're trying to address through new infrastructure. And so that has caused rates to rise in those cities that are putting in new um, pipes and new treatment plants and new infrastructure to deal with water scarcity. Uh, there were six cities that didn't change the rates at all. And then a huge cluster of cities that had a, a marginal 2%, 3%, 4% increase.
0: So the water rates are still going up, but the increases are slowing down. Do you have any theories on why that is?
1: Yeah, we've seen a, a deceleration in the increase. So rates are going up, but at a slower pace than before. And it could be for a couple of reasons, one of which is that cities that had very large increases five, six, seven, eight years ago have now you know, flattened out. They don't need as much uh, revenue for big capital projects, big construction projects. Um, the other reason is that some cities are going towards having more regular, smaller rate increases instead of large, one-off increases. So instead of increasing rates 15% and then having the rate flat for the next three years, uh, they are doing a 3 or 4% increase every year. I mean, Houston and Chicago are two cities that have kind of pegged their rate increases to local inflation rates, so that there's a slow and steady upward increase to the water rate
0: and you also mentioned there's been talk on the federal level about massive infrastructure investment but it seems like cities aren't waiting around for anything new they are instead using existing mechanisms like loan funds or grants to address their problems on their own and they're making some hefty investments and as you said they're raising rates sometimes prodigiously over time to pay for those things that's gotta be a hard sell. So what's convincing cities that the pain is worth it?
1: You're right that Congresses and the White House have discussed this big federal infrastructure investment numbers in the trillions of dollars get thrown out there for not just water, but for roads and telecommunications, energy grids, the whole gamut of US infrastructure. Cities though are are not waiting. They are by and large, this group of cities that I look at, um, they are making investments in uh, ways to modernize their grids and to prepare for kind of water supply vulnerabilities and changes in climate that are going to be um, affecting their their water supply. And you know, now and into the next few decades, uh, those are expensive propositions. San Francisco is nearing completion, uh, almost finished, a $4.8 billion uh, investment in its water system, largely for earthquake uh, resilience. It has very long pipelines from the mountains across fault lines to get into the Bay Area. Um, Phoenix is looking at potential curtailment and reduction in water coming down the Colorado River, where it gets a large portion of its, its water supply. And so it is making investments to be able to make greater use of water that is stored uh, underground over the last few decades. And I was talking with the director of the Phoenix Water Department, and she said that it's always nice, and they're always optimistic about getting money from Congress, but they need to serve customers here and now, and they're not waiting around. And she also pointed to, as justification for for doing so, uh, that these sorts of investments are insurance. And she looked at what happened in Cape Town, south africa last year where a three-year drought came reservoir levels dropped quite low uh, the city didn't have a backup plan and a panic ensued with extreme water conservation measures uh, loss of farm jobs loss of business confidence uh, and she doesn't want that to happen in phoenix so a lot of these investments are, are looking ahead you know, la is cleaning up groundwater basins to be able to use Um, groundwater storage for more of its water supply. So there's that forward-looking investment in in water supply, but also uh, a lot of the pipes underneath city streets are getting older and need to be replaced, and a lot of the funding is going towards that replacement.
0: And are there any other projects that are being pursued, forward-looking type things that that you're seeing? Uh,
1: Another one in, in California is Fresno, which is transitioning from groundwater A portion of its water supply from groundwater to surface water um, because of declining groundwater levels so they are putting in a new treatment plant uh, and all told that's about a four hundred and twenty million dollar project and that project is being uh, financed through uh, what's called the state revolving loan fund and that's something that Congress set up in the 1990s to help finance water infrastructure at a local level an enormously popular program. Every every time any president in the budget proposal aims to reduce the amount of funding of this program, Congress tends to bump it back up. And a lot of cities have made use of those loan funds, those low-interest loan funds, that are one of the big federal ways of financing infrastructure.
0: I believe you mentioned in your article some other creative sources of revenue that cities are looking at for, for investing in water infrastructure. Could you mention some of those?
1: Some cities that have had large rate increases are looking elsewhere one of which that i point out in the story is atlanta which for 15 years has had a voter approved sales tax a one percent sales tax that money revenue from that tax goes towards water and sewer projects and that has helped prevent atlanta from having to raise its rate since 2012 now of course people Uh, in the city pay the the tax, and lower-income households also pay the tax. But in this way, Atlanta is getting money from visitors and commuters and people who don't live in the city, but put a strain on the city's water system by being there, working there, visiting there.
0: The long-term trend seems to be more competition for less water. In the free market, that promises to make water prices continue to rise. So, What happens when people can't afford it anymore?
1: Water prices in the municipal system uh, rarely reflect a market price. There are some cities in Southern California that uh, the price of their water fluctuates depending on where their supplies come from. Uh, But generally, what you're paying for water is you're not paying for the water itself. You're paying for the infrastructure to deliver it to your tap, to clean it, uh, and to take it away from your house. So you're not paying for the water per se Uh, so the rising increase the rising cost of water is linked intimately with the infrastructure to treat it and deliver it uh, and take it away from the house and so those increases are slowing in recent years for sure for these 30 cities Uh, we've got a a dashboard on the website that shows the annual price increase and that has, has gone down Uh, But overall, water rates will continue to go up as more of this infrastructure needs to be replaced.
0: We're talking about infrastructure and water affordability, and you mentioned a statement from the mayor of Chicago, Lori Lightfoot, saying she would prohibit the water department from shutting off water service to households late paying their bills. Do you have any statements such as this that you could share with us about mayors of cities and where they stand on the whole question of how do people cope when people can't afford water?
1: Well, water affordability has certainly become a hot-button political issue and a hot-button issue for utilities uh, who kind of see themselves in a, an uncomfortable, unfamiliar role of having to learn about their customers and the socioeconomic circumstances for their customers. In the past, utilities were just tasked with Delivering clean water, and now they're kind of in this social utility role, which is not a place that they usually are or had been. Uh, the mayor, Mayor Lightfoot, who was elected in April, said in May that she would halt water shutoffs in the city. Um, that process is ongoing. The water department is has put water shutoffs on hold pending a review by the Water Department, the Revenue Department, and the Mayor's Office. So that uh, is something we'll be looking at in the coming weeks and months to see how that shakes out. Because it is a rare step. Um, Very few cities prohibit explicitly water shutoffs.
0: Brett, before we close, I'd like to invite listeners to get much more detail by checking out your story at Circle of Blue including the methodology for your survey, and visual guides to understanding the important implications of water pricing issues. Thanks, Brett, for talking with me today. Thank you. That was Circle of Blue senior reporter Brett Walton talking about his latest survey of water prices in 30 major U.S. cities. Read the full report at circleofblue.org. This has been Speaking of Water from Circle of Blue, where water speaks. I'm Eileen Ray McCann. Thanks for listening.